The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. Trevor, we're the only ones who can defeat Dracula. We've made it through all these stages of difficulty, past all the monsters and all the pits of despair, and here we are, the final stairs of Dracula's Tower. We're the only ones who can do this. You, Trevor from the Belmont clan, me, Johnny from uh, the that clan that ate all the pizza. <laughs> yes. The Pepperonatus clan. That's right. That's right. The Gout clan of <laughs> of Great Britain. So here we go. All right. Open this door. That's, uh, well, I guess we gotta go up this flight of stairs, Trevor. That's all we gotta do, and Dracula's done. All right, here we go. That's it. Here we go going up these stairs. And... Whew. Whew. That's not too bad. All yeah. right, what's next? <laughs> oh. God. God, more stairs. More stairs. All right, All right we can do this. Uh, and these aren't even. <sighs> there's no rails on these stairs. <sighs> 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 oh, All right. right here. What's going to be behind this? This has to be the last door. Is it going to be yeah, a great right. Frankenstein monster, a Medusa head? I'm ready to tackle anything. Or it could be whatever. Just ghost spirits. Oh man, let's open it. Oh, stairs. More, more stairs. stairs. Oh, God. All right, listen, we got to defeat Dracula. He's taking out the town. <sighs> okay, we're at another door. Here we go. I bet behind this door is going to be Dracula himself. I'm ready. I'm ready to whip him into I've been to whores. We see. We'll just make our eyes explode. Want to open the door? Oh! No, it's worse than I imagined. Stairs. 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 And then there's stairs on top of that. And more stairs. Oh, God. I'm just not going to do this. I'm just just going to intentionally stumble on the stair, and then I'll fall all the way literally to the bottom of the castle. No, you do that. I'm just going to listen to this podcast instead. All right. Retro. of what ChatGP claims to be a critically acclaimed podcast of Retro Blist. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeff Maynard. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, if your name is Jeff Maynard and you do a podcast, please reach out to us because apparently uh, that AI thinks that that's who Trevor does this show with. I'm Johnny Townsend and he's Trevor Franklin. Hey, I'm Trevor. Thanks for joining us. On another exciting episode of Retro Blist. Uh, yeah, there's going to be some more AI fun later, but yeah, but uh, apparently Trevor Franklin does this podcast with Jeff Maynard. Yeah, I feel so like just, I got replaced. Yeah. Did you? Are you doing another podcast without me? And you didn't tell me. 
Uh, well, I always assumed you were made up, so I actually got a real person. Oh, that's probably named idea. Jeff Maynard. I do seem made up. You're right. Yep. There's no way I'm a real person. <laughs> Nobody has all the things going on that you do. It's just impossible. I mean, I'm a writer. I'm an actor. Oh, we'll get to that. I have, a, I have another podcast I don't want to wear off. So, Johnny. Oh, here's a side note. Uh, you know, if you follow me, you know I do multiple podcasts. And Andrew, uh, the guy I do the podcast with, my buddy, my friend, from the Nostalgia Funhouse podcast, uh, kind of said to me something I thought was great. What if all of our podcasts are in the same shared universe? Sort of a Marvel-type situation, but it's with the podcast that I'm a part of. <laughs> well, that would explain why you're also Jeff Maynard. Oh, that's true. It yeah. still starts with a J. And, I never even well. played a character. I mean, well, <laughs> spoiler alert, on some shows I kind of make up characters and pretend I'm characters. I've never even thought of the name Jeff Maynard. <laughs> no, I don't know where it came from. Do you want me to Google Jeff Maynard real quick? Yeah, Google Jeff. Because it's not even spelled double Fs either. It's just one F. So if, right? if you don't know what we're talking about, you probably do, but. AI is going to take over the universe. You oh, know, yeah. We're all doomed. It's already halfway there. Chat G. What's it called? Chat GP. I can never remember what it's called. It's yeah. Chat GP. I think. Chat GP. You've been uh, doing it for like. <laughs> I know. I can never remember what it's called, though. Uh, <laughs> I just went down a long rabbit hole and. And I was just curious what it said about Retro Bliss because I'm very narcissistic. Um, and there says some weird things. Okay. Jeff Maynard is an actor from UHF. Ferris Bueller and the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Wow, that's what two F's though. I thought it was just one F. It was AI. one F. Yeah. Oh, let's try that then. <laughs> well, that's two F's. Who else is Jeff Maynard? I think it's making it. Oh, up. here's Jeff Maynard with one F. He is a prop builder for Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand. <laughs> Honestly, that's an awesome show. That'd be a great credit to have. That's, that's Jeff Maynard that you are apparently. Yeah. Oh wow, I'm honored. There's also uh, Jeff... a psychotherapist. Named Jeff uh, I'm honored to be uh, to be considered Jeff. Jeff, if you're listening, I'm sorry that it thinks that you and me are the same person. You don't deserve that. How random is that? It's so random. Well, like I said, there's more AI fun coming later. In fact, a whole new segment. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for that. We're going to make AI work for us. Yeah. And get content out of it. Yeah. Uh. So we covered the original Castlevania sometime back. I think it was like episode 75. Yeah. Uh, we covered Super Castlevania 4. So now we'll have covered like the original Nintendo Castlevanias, except for two, which is its own beast that maybe we'll cover at some point. Yeah. So we're covering, of course, Castlevania 3. Castlevania 3 for the NES. 1990 Konami. Um, 1989 for the Famicom, which I played that version a little bit too. I'll explain why later. But uh, yeah, this was the final Castlevania game on the NES. Finished the trilogy. It was um at the time considered to return to form after the very strange Castlevania two. It's known for a couple of things, and one of those uh we alluded to in our skit. Yes, uh, <laughs> a lot of stairs. Yes, if you're a fan of stairs and steps, then this game is for you. Oh yeah. Uh that being said, anything if, uh, if you're if, if you're how can I put this? If the thing that gets you going <laughs> is steps, you're gonna have to get a whole new uh clean pair of clothes. <laughs> can I 
let me just say the sound effects I was making in opening skit, huffing and puffing, <laughs> that's very easy for me to do because, and this is pretty morbid, but steps have, my body reacts to steps now. In ways yeah, I don't like them. To. They're stupid, yeah. they're dumb, and they shouldn't exist. <laughs> it makes me, and I'm not just talking about like the knee pain and foot pain, like it makes me wheeze and Wheeze is a strong word, but breathe way too heavily, and it makes me think about my mortality too much. So yeah, I don't like. Yeah, steps are the worst. Yes, of all time. Boo the, steps. The, yeah, boo boo steps. We're an anti-step podcast. I don't even. It's a good thing I didn't become an alcoholic because I would refuse to do those steps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. No, never mind. <laughs> I've I had this weird uh like tiredness wash over me. And I think it is honestly because the game we played today is not the kind of game you should try to power through because it's right. incredibly, uh, spoiler alert, challenging, but I just wanted to see more levels. And so I think I pushed myself a little too much and my eyes are kind of sunken right now. I mean, yeah. more than usual, So, <laughs> but I am excited for this episode. We really do have some shenanigans up ahead, but, uh, yeah. let's just, we, we got plenty. So let's just go and get into it. Yeah, graphics, uh, Trevor. Graphics. Let's get into it. Yeah, I didn't think there was a point in us going back with our history of Castlevania because we kind of covered that already. Yeah, twice. With the probably. first game. Yeah, so no need to do that. But Castlevania 3, this... As soon as this game gets going and starts playing, just even from looking at it graphically, it just will transport you back into that era of the classic and incredible Konami games, right? Like, it feels like you're playing, well, obviously, Castlevania, but like the first Ninja Turtles game, you know, for yeah. example. They all have this same kind of feel, the monster in my pocket, all this, this yeah. feel of graphically how all these games sort of look and i absolutely adore it you know what what stands out on this one to me compared to the original and even castlevania 4 on the super nintendo is this way more colorful than the other ones oh yes yes it's like they, the colorful yeah they went out of their way they went out of their way to make sure that this game really really popped compared to the the first one for sure like uh there's a lot more trees so therefore there's greens I actually love how much of this game takes place outdoors. Me uh, too. Yeah. Outdoor settings on NES games are interesting to me because obviously they didn't have the power to like create actual lush outdoor settings, but the little things they do like to create a tree line, like yeah. I don't know, that just interests me. Um, yeah, I'm with you. But the even the interiors, yeah, the interiors. I mean, you know, if you're uh, if you're familiar with the Castlevania series, then of course you know most of it takes place indoors in yeah. one giant building, basically. So the fact that they got to take that and make each each area seemingly different from another one because they really could have gotten really lazy and just color swapped, you know, from thing to thing and just say, hey, this is this room, this is that room, but they look exactly the same. I think they did a pretty decent job here, despite the fact that there are stairs everywhere. <laughs> yeah, the, there's just more purple and different colors on the yeah. inside than there usually is. Um, I've heard some people say they feel like there's like the colors are a little too garish. Like it can be hard to tell what's what a little bit. I think it skirted that line at times, but I could usually tell like what was what. Yeah. Like I, I, I liked, it may not be spooky at all. Like it might possibly lose a little bit of the atmosphere of Castlevania, 
But I don't know. I like the color. I think it's like a... Even though it came out in 1990 in North America, it's kind of like the quintessential 1980s decor for Dracula's Castle. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I thought it did a really good job of setting this the area and the tone mm-hmm. of the game. All the sprites look great. The, uh, the creatures and the characters. Because here's another spoiler alert. And I'd forgotten about this. I don't know how I'd forgotten about this. You can't actually play as other characters in this game. Yeah. The first they time all in look, Castlevania. Yeah, and they all look great. They all look really cool. Yeah. And Trevor, I mean, we're playing as you to begin with. Yeah, this was the introduction of Trevor Belmont, who is, of course, my true identity. So <laughs> I do appreciate that. And what a I can't think of any other game where they chose Trevor as like the main protagonist. So I don't That's know how they came question. upon that name, but <laughs> yeah. Famous cool. Trevors. <laughs> There's gotta be more than just you and Trevor Belmont. <laughs> Um, my parents told me, I don't know if they were telling the truth or not, but they first heard the name from a comedian called Trevor Dagg. And I don't think anybody knows who that is anymore. So, <laughs> um, no, this game has a look to it that I think is separate from every other Castlevania, just because it is abundantly colorful and more of it takes place outdoors than most Castlevanias. Like there's a lot, you do spend a lot of time inside, but you actually don't, you don't really spend the whole game in the castle. The castle is only part of the game. Um, there's clock towers. There's swampy settings. There's forest. There's uh, the first level is like a town setting. Uh, yeah, just a lot of variety to the settings. Do you find a favorite, yeah. Trevor? Uh, there's actually quite a few of them. Uh, oh, okay. A bunch of different actors and stuff. I did look up famous Johnny's in video games. It was much less successful. So you should feel pretty oh. good about this. Well, you were the one of the main characters in my copy of Earthbound. <laughs> but, uh, As I should be. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yes, yeah, so this game just, I mean, it just looks, it looks great. It's just that gold for me, in my opinion, that golden era of Konami. Yeah. And 1990 is actually a little earlier than I thought. Like I, in my head, I remember yeah. this being a late NES game, but it's, it's, it's in the back end, but it's not like, one of the I, I would have guessed, games. I would have guessed like 92 ish. Yeah. That's what I was, you would have asked me. Yeah. But yeah, really nothing negative to say about the graphics. Uh, uh, the sheer variety to me puts it above its contemporaries for sure. So, yeah, I agree completely. This game looks really good, uh, and I think it's time for us to talk about something else that we will probably have a pretty glowing feel about, and that, of course, is the sound and a music. Trevor, let's get into that thing. We've got some great music. That's right. I, you know, when a game has a reputation of having beloved music, I sometimes get scared or apprehensive because I know most people like it. And if I don't like it, I'm going to, you know, I'm like, I will think, well, man, I don't want to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> like the Final Fantasy music is a great example. I think it's good. But a lot of people think it's like the best music of all time, including friends of mine who think that. And I do think it's good, but like there's other game soundtracks I would listen to first. I'm happy to report that I really 
really dug the soundtrack here. As the kids say, Trevor, every track that I heard while I was playing, it slapped. It did slap. And uh, I don't remember where I first heard this, but it slaps even more if you can play the Famicom version. Uh, I think without it getting locked down. It slaps harder, you say? It slaps harder, yeah. Wow. It slaps till you, till you call for your mama. Uh, yeah. I get the. I guess they Ray would have like a separate chip dedicated to sound. I don't know the details. I never had a Famicom. But if you have the Castlevania collection for the Switch or all any of the systems it came out for, uh, which you can download on the eShop, or there's a physical version. Uh, I think Best Buy still sells it. It's got pretty much all the 8 and 16-bit Castlevania games, or at least for the quote-unquote main systems, including yeah. the handheld ones, like for the original Game Boy. And Kid Dracula. And Kid Dracula for the Famicom. But it also has, sort of quietly listed down at the very bottom, you can play the Famicom versions of the games. And it just says basically, hey, uh, spot the differences. That'll be fun. That's basically what it says on the menu. Yeah. But on Castlevania 3, unfortunately the dialogue's in Japanese, but spoiler, it doesn't really matter too much. Um, but everything on your screen is just normal. It's just English, you know. Yeah. Live count and all that is in English. But there's a couple of differences. Apparently it's supposed to be slightly less difficult. Just like a couple of decisions they made. I didn't necessarily notice that. It was still plenty hard. But the sound is just beefier, like that first opening track almost sounded like Castlevania Four for Super Nintendo. Yeah. If you play the Famicom version, it's isn't so that beefy. weird too? Though, because usually, you know, I mean, Mario Two is a great example of this. When it comes to the American video game market and the Japanese video game market, they seem to want to try to make the games easier for us. And if no. a game is too difficult, they'd complain about it. And Japan normally is like, yeah, bring it on. You know who the exception to the rule is? Now that you say that. Seems to be Konami. Because you know the one time that I know for sure they made it harder. Granted, this was Konami USA. But uh, Bayou Billy, they basically ruined oh, yeah, by making yeah. it so much harder for us. Yes, yes. <laughs> this one isn't that bad. It's just like, there's a couple little things, though, they made harder for the American audience. Which is, Excuse me. <laughs> ah, Retro Bliss moment. Uh, which is weird. <laughs> if you're playing Retro Bliss bingo, make sure you mark that down. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor sounds day drunk because he's hiccuping, but he's not. <laughs> um, yeah, so the music's great either way, but if you can play, if you have the collection, try the Famicom version. It's just like punchier. There's like an extra, there's a whole extra, uh, channel going on. So it's just really awesome. It doesn't even sound like, it almost doesn't even sound like an 8-bit soundtrack. It's so good at times. But even uh, if you don't do that, I'm still telling you, because oh, I yeah, didn't still great. play the Famicom version. It's still fantastic. Yeah. I... I I definitely can see why people hold this soundtrack in pretty high regard. And I totally get it. I would listen to the soundtrack, even not playing this game. Oh, yeah. I would put the soundtrack, if I was playing a game that didn't have a good soundtrack, I would just play this yeah. for it. <laughs> and unlike some games where like the one song is really iconic and the rest are just pretty good, I don't even think the first song, I don't even know if it's my favorite. There's several that are just great. Yeah. And I didn't even see anywhere near the whole game. <laughs> There's even one, and I can't even remember where it was at or anything, but I just remember that it started out. I was like, oh, man, this is the first one that I was like, yeah. But then it just gets really good. <laughs> yeah. But even see... if they start out mediocre, they re- they can, like, the they song build. will just change and, get, and build yeah. up and be awesome. These aren't super simple 8-bit compositions. That's a good point. Like, they... Yeah, not at all. They almost have the mentality of a 16-bit composition or more. Yeah. Like, um, my first thought was, I bet... Uh, somebody's done like a uh, orchestral versions of these. I need oh, yeah. to find that. Yeah. Did you make it to an area with floating jelly, like pink jellyfish? 
I sure did. Did I hate it? Yes. Yeah, I, I did too. But the graphics and the music in that area were just so stinking yeah. good. I I can honestly say I did not hear a song on there that I was disappointed by. Every song I heard, I was like, this is really good. Yeah. Honestly, for me, the music's the standout of the whole game. The whole game, I'm not going to give away my feelings yet, but it's fairly positive. But the music is my favorite part of this game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I could argue with it. It's just... Even if, I, even if I wasn't in the mood to be punished by the game, which we're about to get into, <laughs> I would still listen to the soundtrack, and that says something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want to get into the Let's the get into the punishment. Bit? The punishment, right. the pain. Let's get into ow, that. Trevor, do you think this game qualifies as Nintendo hard? Absolutely, it does. Um, game FAQs r- users rated it uh, tough or unforgiving. Unforgiving is the highest. About a third of people rated it unforgiving, and everybody else rated it as tough. Yeah, it's very hard. <laughs> it's. I think. I think a lot of times people don't want to admit that a game is yeah too hard for them, so they'll just go, "Oh, it's tough." Mm-hmm. So I would dare say most of those people, if they were being honest, would probably bump that up to unforgiving. If you play this game without save states, which let me tell you, on the anniversary collection, you only get one save slot, but you can save any time you want to. And I abuse the heck out of it. Yes. Yeah. Because I got tired of having to restart the level. But if you try it without that, it is unforgiving. I tell you what it will also do. It will make you miss how the Nintendo Switch does its game collections where you can actually just rewind and go back. That's a good it'll point. make you it'll make you miss that big time. The, yeah, the third time there's this one t- like, well, it's a. I mean, I think let's just tell you what kind of game this is. It's a, it's a, action, platformer, platformer basically. I say it's and, equal mix of both. Yes, and it's punishing as we said, but there's times where you can kind of choose a path. You mm-hmm. know, uh, the map is really cool by the way. The overall map that it shows up every once in a while, that thing looks sweet. Yeah, but. The first time you get to choose, you can either uh, go like to the lower level or just stay there. And I was like, I'm going to go to the lower level. And <laughs> the first thing you come up across are these, uh, how do you want to call it? These things that will squ- uh, squish you, basically. And you got to wait till oh, they go all the yes. way up to go under them. But my brain kept thinking, well, as soon as it starts going up, I can run through uh-uh. it. But you cannot. And I, I ran into that thing. And it's an instant kill, by the way. I yeah. ran into that thing easily three times before. I was like, I got to wait for it to go up a little higher. Because your brain just thinks, I got to rush, right? Because I'm just using yep. Mario or a game like that. Where when it's on its way up is when you want to go. So you have more time to get through it. I did the exact same thing the first time. And I think that's the cheapest death in the whole game, though. Because your hitbox is too big. Yeah. Like, even when you should be okay, it can get you. Because um, your hitbox is bigger than it looks like it is. But yeah, the... The challenge comes in many areas, but it really, really is only so frustratingly difficult at times. I used to think the owls were like really awesome creatures. Oh my gosh. Like, but this game will make you just really hate owls. I feel like a broken record, but any flying enemy. Oh yeah. We come this game across. has them out the wazoo, by the way. Oh my gosh. Got flying Medusa enemy heads, after flying enemy. Bats, <laughs> owls, those owls. So that's one area of the game. Apart from just getting lucky, I don't know how you totally avoid getting hit at all in that, the area with the owls that fly at you. Yeah. You know, I also always do this thing where I'll play it see how far I can get, but I want to see more of the game, so I'll watch somebody on YouTube yeah. play it. 
this person was they would get hit every once in a while, but I was getting so mad at how what I perceived was lucky they were getting. <laughs> it does feel like sometimes you just gotta like get lucky to get through some of these parts. Yeah. But I'm sure it's I'm sure there's more skill involved than oh, I yeah. think. But yeah, I was just getting really upset that he was just destroying these owls left and right, and I was getting hit by them so much. <laughs> so there's one thing I know that I I'm not good at Castlevania games. I'm loving them more and more. Not to recap our whole history, but I didn't really start experiencing Castlevania games until the GBA games and and soup the Castlevania four a little bit. But I'm enjoying them more and more the more we cover for the show. I just finding a love for the series. But I've I've discovered I'm not good at them at all. And I think the main reason is I don't really know how to use the secondary weapons right. I think you've got to use them a lot. And I just yes. don't think about it. I don't know. I just don't use them enough. Yes. Uh, as you're going along, you'll find a little heart that'll drop. And in most games, you think that's health. That's not the case here. It's, it's ammo, basically. It's basically, yeah, it's ammo, and it really helps with your secondary type attacks and stuff like that. And as I said, as you defeat bosses, sometimes you will actually turn that boss into a friend who will help you out that you can actually yep. switch to and play as. That's really cool. I like that aspect of this. Yep. And they'll have different types of attacks, and they'll actually play completely different from Trevor. That is, yeah, that's something very new to this game. The The three ones, they're called spirits, but you can only have one at a time, so once you get to another one, you have to choose to keep it, your original, yeah. or get rid of it. But besides, of course, Trevor Belmont, who has the greatest name ever, <laughs> oh, it's, it's Trevor C. Belmont. I wonder what C stands for. I can think of a word. I know what you're saying. Trevor can do Belmont. That's right. <laughs> um, you got the Spirit Alucard, who is Dracula's son. So that's pretty cool. He flies around as a bat and... You know Alucard is if you spell his name backwards, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You spell it backwards, it's uh, Hermit. <laughs> I don't know why I said Hermit. And he's also the... Wasn't he the bad guy in the first Castlevania? I think he is. I'm pretty sure he was, yeah. I remember reading that. I also looked at the manual for this, and I think it says that in the manual. He has a ball of destruction. He can fire in three directions. Yeah. And turn into a bat. And can turn into a bat, which is obviously useful. Uh, Grant, which is great. <laughs> Grant Dynasty. That's his full name. <laughs> That's such a great name. <laughs> Grant Dynasty. I guess he's supposed to be a pirate, but he he is a pirate captain. Um, and he can basically cling to walls and jump. Yeah, kind of think of him. He's sort of like if Spider Man couldn't swing from webs, but he does everything else Spider Man can. Yeah, that's sort of what this character can do. And his main attack is unlimited daggers, which is kind of useful. Yeah. Um, Safa. So I I actually only played as Grant and uh, Safa. This was this has to be some kind of fun pun. Let's see. Let's, let's see if we can figure this pun out. Okay. Safa. Uh, Safa Belinda's, Safa B- Belnades, Safa Belnades. Let me I'm see sure what it is. That's it's probably nothing. No, it's nothing. By the way, that one's a really cool one, though. That might be my favorite one. Yeah, he's a mystic warlord. He can freeze enemies, and then they take just one hit to kill them after you've frozen them. Let's see. Uses blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he has different types of magic. Basically. Yeah, different kinds of magic, basically. The main attack is like a weak magic wand you just whack enemies yeah. over the head with. So you want to keep the magic, basically. Yeah. But yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, that really now, adds to the game, too, because you're not just playing as yeah. one character. And these other characters can change up your strategy on how you approach the levels. 
and I don't know, like I really don't know when the best time to use any of them are, but like those annoying pink jellyfish, I tried using Grant uh, because he can jump over them easier, but if you get hit as Grant, he actually takes more damage than Trevor yeah. Belmont does. So yeah, it's a trade-off. I do like that too, though, in a way, like they're yeah. all they're different, have different stats and stuff like that. Right. That's pretty interesting to me. So, honestly, the on-the-ground enemies, they'll get you sometimes. The skeletons, the skeleton knights. Yeah. But it's absolutely 100% the flying enemies that will wreck you. And, and what's is worse is they'll, every they'll, Castlevania. they'll combo them a lot. Yes. And that's when it gets terrible. And also and, really hate those uh, hopping around hunchback type characters. I don't like them either. Oh, my gosh. So there's an enemy in this that takes it to the next level. When you get to a certain point, by the way, I'll just go and say it. <laughs> I played more than four levels because I tried both different paths, but I only yeah. made it to like the fourth full stage. Um, I planned to play more. That's just where I made it to before we had to record. We Very similar for me. But then I, I was, obviously I watched the guy get really far in it too. Yeah. So now I'm getting confused how far I got compared to him. But yeah. Uh, so the thing about this game, well, let me talk about this enemy. If you choose a certain path, if you go one way, it starts out with like this big annoying crow. But if you go the other way, it starts out with these big annoying pink frogs. Did you see those? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. These <laughs> giant pink frogs just knock right into you. And the enemies constantly respawn in this game. That's the thing. Like you can kill them all you want to. They'll keep coming back. Yeah. And this is, this game is a platformer, but I will say it feels more like a double dragonish platformer in how it feels compared to like a Mario Mario is way more looser yeah. and, or, and tighter at the same time. Like when I hit jump, I know I'm jumping and I know how yeah. high, high I'm going to jump. This game feels way more strict with that to me, which is really wild considering it is a lot of platforming involved here. Yes. It's the Castlevania games have always been like this and you're, I guess it's love it or hate it, but you just have to know it's its own thing. Like, uh, this is how Konami wanted the game to be. Like when you jump, you've got to be deliberate about it. And I'm fine with that, except let's just go and get the elephant out of the room and, and cut off its tusks and sell them on the black market. See if that gets us canceled. Um, Probably. <laughs> Elephants are great creatures. I'm using a metaphor. I wouldn't really do that. Um, also, the, I wouldn't even know how to do that, to be fair. <laughs> the stairs slash pits, but mostly stairs. Yeah. They're the reason the flying enemies suck so much because they always oh, yeah. find a way to knock you into a bottomless pit. And when you're on the stairs, you're kind of glued to them in a way. Yes. Yeah. You can't jump or do anything once you're on it. You just got to go up or down. Yeah. Um, what? Okay. So a bottomless and, pits. And when an enemy hits you, it knocks you back. Yes. Not back, times I got, I got knocked into stairs. a pit because I'd actually landed where I needed to go, but an enemy hit me as soon as I got there and knocked me back into the pit. It happened quite a bit. There's two games I think of with not back. It's this and Ninja Gaiden. Yes. And yeah. they're equally bad for that. <laughs> and I don't know why they insist on adding that because it's so frustrating. But, okay. The not back is hard to get over. The bottomless pits are rough. But the only thing that just gets my gears a little bit and honestly holds every Castlevania back just that little bit for me is why do the steer stairs go invincible when you get hit? Like, why do you fall through them? I, you know I don't what I mean? know. Just, I don't know. And even try, just trying to get onto the stairs to start with, 
It'd be like a uh, an exercise in frustration. <laughs> if you like just I'm walk, push it up, let me go up these stairs. <laughs> and if you just walk, forget to push down, depending where the stairs are, you'll just fall right through them yes. to your death. <laughs> I, why? Why for this great vampire hunter, Simon Belmont, are stairs so lethal? They're the worst enemy. It's, I guess here's the, I'll rank the enemies in this game from worst okay. to least worst. Number one, stairs. Number two, anything that flies. Yep. Number three, uh, self-pity. <laughs> Literally everything else is number three. Yeah. No, I guess you're supposed to imagine this is like an old, well, obviously an old castle, and the stairs are just like little bricks barely poking out of the wall. You have to find your footing. So if he makes a single slip, he falls to his death. Uh, unless the unless you're in like a a giant skyscraper, I can't think of a single building that's had as many stairs as this castle has. Yes, and it's perilous of stairs. Yeah, it's so many stairs. Like nobody would be able to to live Could here. Could you like, imagine if a neck. If a building was literally designed like the Castlevania buildings were. <laughs> oh my gosh. I I don't think Anna really listens anymore, so I want to tell this. <laughs> she probably would love that I'm telling it. <laughs> so just in real life, stairs are lethal enough, and this is my point. So we were at the beach, uh, I guess, week before, last week, and uh, with my wife's whole family. Uh, fun trip. I could talk about... I could tell all kinds of stories, but uh, there were seven children, including ours, so it was not a restful trip at all. Um, but I was taking a break, like one of the few times I actually sat down and just pulled my switch out and was playing it. And uh, I heard from the other room this horrible crash, and I heard gasping and screaming, which was other people in the house because they also heard it and they're like, "Oh no, we got seven kids there, and a lot of them are little." We're we're like, yeah. you know, has a has a huge armoire fell over on one of them. What's happened? Yeah. And it was my wife missing a step. And there were wooden steps. It was my wife missing a step and falling down like three of them. Oh, gosh. You okay? <laughs> she is okay, but it gets worse. Oh, uh, no. she, she was a little sore, but she's fine. Everybody's fine. I'll say that because it wouldn't be funny otherwise. She knocked down her little nephew, who is oh. my son's age. <laughs> when she fell, like somehow he, he got tri- tripped up in her. He fell too. <laughs> so of course she, she felt awful. And it, it sounded like the end of the world. Like it was yeah. awful. I don't know how she is like literally half my size. I don't know how it sounded like somebody just pushed over like a king size bed and pushed well, down the steps. I say this with complete, I think Anna is one of the greatest people I've ever met. <laughs> and she is really not a giant person at, in any sense of the imagination, but she has the, Loud. Heaviest steps of anybody yes. I could possibly think. Of. I, it doesn't make sense. That's why I'm just so flabbergasted about it. Because if you look at her, you would never, ever guess this. But there have been times, literally, men, you have been recording with you at your house, yeah. me at mine, and I can hear your wife upstairs. She stomps with every step, like she stomps, like she's very, yeah, I don't know, like a commandant or something. <laughs> it is, it is incredible. Because I promise you, listeners, she is she is not big in any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but she sounds like, and my son, who's not even four yet, takes after her, too. Like, you can hear his stomps pretty loud, too. Oh, you man. should be able to, because he's, what, 30 pounds? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so what I'm saying is Anna would not survive a day in this castle. because the Well, in fairness, you wouldn't either, because you've, you've fallen down some stairs at your house. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, at least at least she did it at a place you didn't know. You did it, you've done it at your house that you've lived at. <laughs> She's she is now. I'm really telling on her. So I fell all the steps at our house. They're carpeted. I know I told the story on here. 
and I fell from the very top, slid down to my bottom, down every step, really <laughs> seriously hurt. Uh, my laugh, my wife laughed very hard at me after she realized I was okay. Um, she then did it about half the flight of steps, not the whole flight. A couple months after that, well, that's been a few years now. Just day before yesterday. He come into me and said, honey, I fell down the steps. And at first I'm like freaking out. Like, are you okay? What's wrong? You know, like, yeah, I need her to help take care of the children. I can't have her doing this. <laughs> and she said, <laughs> I like your husband replace himself. Yeah. Oh, completely. <laughs> uh, the ER is expensive. No, she said she just fell down the last two or three steps. It wasn't terrible, but she was sore. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're not good with steps. Neither one of us. <laughs> and you have like, you have a three-story house, as everybody knows. So you have steps everywhere. Yeah. I mean, well, no, you don't have you don't have Castlevania steps, but you do have steps. No, steps. we should be able to walk on them, but there's no way we can handle the Castlevania ones. I'm just glad those are carpeted because you're all falling down them so much. If they weren't carpeted, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we make a habit of falling down them. <laughs> you're going to turn into like a ramp one day. <laughs> I actually, you're going to be crippled. <laughs> Who are those lifts that just goes up the steps? Yes. <laughs> no, I've actually had the thought when I'm carrying my infant son down the steps. Like, if I fall here, what's my game plan, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm going to, like, go, like, I'm going to tuck him in my arms and just roll down like a ball. <laughs> that's, that's my plan. <laughs> that's a good parent right there. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know this it's inedible. You are going to fall at some point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he might witness just like, me become paralyzed, but he needs to be okay. <laughs> just, just like in this game, Castlevania 3, there's a lot of steps, and yep. they are perilous. <laughs> So there are a few things to help you. The hearts, like Johnny said, are just basically ammo for your weapons. The secondary weapons you can pick up. Well, everybody knows the whip, but you can upgrade it a couple times to make it like a chain whip and yeah. to make it longer and stronger. That's what she said. Um, the other weapons are the battle axe, which could be more useful if it didn't throw in such an arc, but it is useful yeah. sometimes. Yes, it's it's fairly strong, but the arc takes a lot of getting used to. Yep. The dagger, which I feel like you get a lot, it's it's not it's not strong at all, but it throws in a straight line, so it's easy yeah. to use. It, I think it's I think it's better than the cross because you can predict where it's going so much easier. Better than the axe, yeah. Yeah, axe, yeah, yeah. The battle, oh, I called it a cross too, but they actually call it a banshee boomerang. Uh, I feel like it's really useful, but you don't get it very often. Yeah, it's the cross shaped boomerang. The sacred water is actually really useful at times, but it doesn't fall far. You just throw it and it burns on the ground. But if an enemy walks over it, it burns them. So it's yeah, pretty I good. think it's I think it's fairly good. <laughs> I like the description of it. This is actually a good manual. I'm not going to read much of it because we have a lot to do today, but uh, a lot for the show. I mean, but it says the sacred water flies along an arc until it crashes into the floor where it, bur- it spills out and begins to burn, baby burn. That's what it says. Um. Grant Dynasty apparently can also get an axe. So let's see what else. Uh, you got three different spells for the the magician person. Oh, you've also got the stopwatch, which just stops enemies for a few seconds. But just so you know, you can still run into them and get hurt, but they won't move for a few seconds. That's what the stopwatch does. Uh, the invincibility potion turns you invincible for a few seconds. And the rosary actually destroys all the enemies on the screen, if you ever run into that. It's a one-time use thing. Johnny, did you know what the number two and number three Roman numerals do? Because I did not until I looked up the manual. 
I I looked at the manual. It's the only reason I know. Okay. Because I did find the second. I found the one with the two pretty easily, and I didn't know what what I'd picked up. So as long as you have it, I guess what you have it until you die. You can use the you can use the weapon twice in a row, basically. Like if you have an axe, you can throw two of them. Is that what you understood? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it and is useful, three. but there's a two and a three and the a three, numerals. right? Yeah. yeah. Also, you pick up money, which I didn't know what that did until I earned a life, and I realized it's a. Uh, apparently, after you get a certain amount of points, you get a life, because um because I earned a life by collecting a money bag. So, and there's also a one up, which I'll be honest, I never saw a one up. A just straight up one up, but the best I did, thing I, to f- I didn't see one in my play, but I saw that person get it. The best thing is the chicken leg. Oh, oh sorry, it's a leg of werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, it restores life, and you're going to want to restore life. So, uh, yeah. One of our uh, listeners commented, "If you enter, help me." Two words, help me. It will give you 10 lives per continue, which is huge. So that would definitely make it easier. I was using safe state so much that it didn't matter too much, but I still wish I'd done that before I started. Yeah, so as far as gameplay, I mean, the other standout feature to me is there's 15 total levels, but you only are going to do 10 in any run through. Because like Johnny said, you can have branching paths at a couple different points. So you're only ever going to do 10 of the 15 levels in one run through. Which I think is some pretty good replay value for a a platformer from this era. But also, I think that highlights why this game, to me, is easily the hardest of those original four Castlevania games. The original Nintendo, the three on Nintendo and the Super Nintendo one. I'll be honest, I've not played Bloodlines enough to know where it falls on difficulty. But I personally think this is easily the hardest of those four. And part of the reason is, I feel like it's like twice as long as the original Castlevania. There, there is a lot of game here. So yeah, sure. and it yeah. just keeps getting harder. So you might can beat say the first four levels in the same amount of time it takes you to beat the first four in the original Castlevania, but this one keeps going for longer. So I think it is, and it gets hard pretty quick. Anything else about the gameplay itself? Uh, I mean, there's a lot more, but is there anything else that stood out to you? I think we. I think we basically covered it. It's incredibly difficult. And I did honestly get to a point where I was just like, I'm just not going to play this anymore today because it yeah. just got, I just, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> but it, yet it does, I still, I still enjoyed my time. So it's telling you what we got here in a way. Right. It, it is genuinely frustratingly difficult, but that doesn't mean it's bad. I'm not going to go over all the ne- level titles, but just, just to give you an idea, because I couldn't quite wrap my head around even what level I was on at first. But the way it's set up, the first three levels are just straight. There's a town, there's a clock tower, and there's a forest. Then you choose, and you either go underground for several levels, or you stay on the surface for several levels. Then levels 8, 9, and 10, once you finish that part, 8, 9, and 10 are actually in, they call it Devil's Castle. So the last three levels of the game actually are the castle. But everything before that is sort of surrounding the castle. So it's a lot of variety, actually. Yeah, and I think they did a pretty good job here. But I'm pretty dang curious what your score is going to be on this. So I think it's time we get to there. So final scores. Let's get into it.
that mean you want me to go first? Yes, please. Th- this is actually tricky because uh, I guess I just have to answer the question. I've not seen anywhere near the whole game, so I just have to answer the question. Do I want to see the rest of the game, or is it too frustrating? And the answer is yes, I do. I, I don't think trying to do it like I did today is the right way to play the game. I think uh, both answers to that can be yes, though. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Um, th- This is the tricky part. We've reviewed the original Castlevania, and purely for gap academic purposes, not because I'm a freak. I did go back and listen, and I gave that one an eight. Um, What, what did I give it out of curiosity, do you know? I believe you gave the original a seven and a half. Okay, all right. You were, I thought you were going to go lower because you were quite frustrated, but you still overall really enjoyed it. Yeah. Castlevania Four, purely for academic purposes, I listened to that episode as well. And I believe we both gave it an eight and a half. And at the time I said, I'm pretty sure it was my favorite classic Castlevania. So that that's where I'm at right now. I'm just, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I feel like for me, for me, this one falls somewhere in between those two. I think I still put Castlevania four above it. Frankly, it's less frustrating. It's just less frustrating. But I do think this is a better game than the original Castlevania in a lot of ways. There's a lot more game here. I think it, it's a little tighter. It feels a little better. Um, but it pretty much keeps all the frustrations of the original for better and worse. Uh, so I guess this is one of the few times where it actually makes sense to give a goofy score, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to go 8.25. <laughs> I, I'm gonna literally put it in between the first and the third. I one I million mean, thousand. <laughs> yeah, I know what you meant. I one million thousand percent agree with you. This is in between the two. I liked it, but that doesn't take away from how difficult and frustrating it is to play this game. I literally quit when I had lives left I could play because I was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I if I get hit by one more owl, I'm gonna lose. I'm just using that as an example. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of enemies that will knock you back and stuff. And it's just really, really frustrating. But with that being said, it's still a fun game. I do want to see all of it. I do want to get farther in it. And I do see myself picking this back up and playing it again. So I think this is a, I was going to go with an eight for myself for yep. this. I think it's an eight. Very, very fun game. But man, be prepared. Unless you're just like a savant at Castlevania games, be prepared to be really frustrated at times. Yeah, you might be surprised how hard this one is, even compared to the others. Um, I think if you want a more beatable challenge, Castlevania 4 for Super Nintendo might be the way to go. Um, but no, I think it's uh, 8, 8.25. I think this, I do think this is the best Castlevania game on the NES. And I, I could easily, I mean, we need to make an official list at some point, but I think this might be a top 10 or 15 NES game, period. I mean, I, I could easily I could easily see why somebody would say it's a top 5 to 10 NES game. For me, it's probably top 10 or 15 still. It's, it's up there. I think there. it's very easy to see why the Castlevania s- series, just judging from this third game, just taking it as an example, why it's so endearing to a lot of people. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, oh, Tim, by the way, he's going to give his full thoughts on the next episode but he did say I could share his score and uh, it's an eight. So he's right there with us. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to ask you and ask him because uh, this is what I do. I do everything for this podcast. <laughs> I asked him where he would rank this among 
the original Castlevania games. Uh, let's see. And I have his message here. Blah, blah, blah. So, Tim loves Castlevania, by the way. And he says 3 is so freaking difficult, but it is outstanding. And he rates it uh, as number 3 out of those original ones. Uh, 4 is also his favorite, Castlevania 4. And then he loves the original, and then this one is how he rates it. And then Bloodlines, I think, is next. So, yeah. Very solid. I could see why this would be some people's favorite ca- Castlevania. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, so that's Castlevania. It is officially Retro Blist approved. Uh, every Castlevania game we've covered has been so far. That's true, yeah. Which shows proof there's hope for us. Yes. As long as it doesn't <laughs> rhyme with Lionel Landacy. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. I might try to play a game just called Lionel Landacy just out <laughs> of sheer uh, curiosity. But you know, Yeah, go ahead. If you want to know how sick I am, I do. More They're coming than out that pixel remaster of all six original Final Fantasies. And I've been tempted, but I'm like, i already been burnt once by the one that is considered like the greatest, so I probably shouldn't. But I'm still tempted because there's so much good about that game. <laughs> but yeah, so there's that. You're going to do it. <laughs> I probably will. <laughs> I guess who won't? This guy. Uh, but that's <laughs> that's me. Uh, it's time for us to shut up, though, for a second and pay some bills with, of course, our beautiful sponsor. Evil stalks you once again in Castlevania III, Dracula's Curse for Nintendo. But you possess the gift of transformation and become the vengeful ancient ghost pirate or the son of Dracula who defies his father's fiends or the mystic warlord with a cloak of magical powers. Never the same adventure in the 17 worlds of terror of Dracula's curse. Enter the Dracula's curse sweepstakes today. That is obviously by far the greatest product you could possibly support currently. So please go out and do that. But Trevor, is this where we want to debut our new segment? I think it is. Sure, we have an exciting new segment. A nostalgic but very wise character from Nintendo's past is here to help us answer life's burning questions. Our new segment is Ask Rob the Robot. Let's ask Rob what he knows. He's going to let us and tell us what he knows. So yeah, Ask Rob. So you know Rob the Robot, the famous Nintendo robot that came with the zapper gun and duck hunt combo. Yeah, the original. Yeah, the original. A set of Nintendo stuff. So I personally know Rob. I have for many years. Yeah. You won't introduce me to him. I'm very saddened it's, by this. He is. He's very private. He's a private robot. Yeah. And so I've asked him a couple of questions. And by the way, this is in no re- way related to chat GP, the AI robot. Very different things. We can't stress enough how these are completely 1 million percent different. They're not the same thing. Do you hear me out there? They're not the same. So I just tapped into uh tapped into Rob's interface this question. Who yeah, it's, the, it's this it's the same, right? It's it's actually the it, same. It's chat GP. Yeah. Okay, okay, all right. So this is all just AI generated answers. Okay. Yeah. The we'll make that clear because this is kind of brilliant. These are AI generated answers from Chat GP. Uh That's right. Alan Iverson himself. Yes. The answer gave us the answers. 
So Rob, the AI robot, answered the question, who is Johnny Townsend? The answer is, Johnny Townsend, by the way, Johnny, this isn't the one you've heard. I asked him the same thing twice, and he gave two different answers. Oh, wow. So you've right, well, just, to, just to recap, the first time he asked that, because Trevor sent me this, he he got some of the details right that I host podcast, uh-huh. but also said that I did another podcast called The Scream Queens, which I was unaware of. And there are podcasts called that, by the way, because I looked it up, but I am not on those. And also, I'm a writer and an actor, which, yes, thank you. And Johnny, I think you'll find there's some slight inaccuracies in this one as well. Okay. So Johnny Townsend is a podcast host, oh, yeah. actor, All right. and musician well. based in the United States. He is, he is best known, and this is a key, best known for co-hosting the Retro Bliss podcast with Trevor Franklin. There we go. Yeah. Where they where they discuss and review retro video games. I love that you were best known for that because listen to all this. In addition to his podcasting work, Johnny is also a trained actor and has appeared in various <laughs> theatrical productions and films. And here's what the here's, <laughs> But you're best known for Retro Bliss. I still love that. Yeah. Here's the kicker. He has also released music under the name Johnny Townsend and the Hillfire. <laughs> Johnny Townsend and the Hillfire. Is it just playing games with us, or is that actually a band? At one time, there was, I do remember, because, you know, you always would, like, put your name into, like, a Google search. Yeah. There, I do know at one time, there was a, music, a musician with the same name as me, and there was also a NFL uh football player but he was like the punter for one of the teams with yeah. my name so so i love if you just, just to dissect this i love that it assumes you're the same person that is the musician and the podcast yeah. host gotta be yeah but that it also says even though you had this band and have been in film productions you're best known for retro blitz yeah it's probably true that's amazing yeah. to me <laughs> so now this is big though you know i i don't always have the best self-confidence but i just knew that rob the ai robot would help me out yeah of course. So who is Trevor Franklin? Oh, I can't wait for this. <clears throat> I'm sorry, but I do not have enough information to determine who Trevor Franklin is, <laughs> as there may be many individuals with this name. If you can <laughs> provide more context or details, I may be able to help you better. <laughs> so I then rephrased the question. Yeah. Who is Trevor Lee Franklin? Oh, okay. I got an answer. Put in your middle name here. Yeah. Yes. Trevor Lee Franklin is a podcast host, writer, and comedian based in the United States. <laughs> he is best known for co-hosting Retro Bliss podcast with Johnny how did you? How did you get comedian and I got actor? <laughs> I don't know. But again, I'm best known for co-hosting with you, where they discuss and review retro video games. In addition to his podcasting work. Okay, here we go. So here's things I didn't know about myself. This is good to know. Yeah. This is very specific to you. I find this very odd. Trevor has also worked as a writer for various publications and websites, including Game Informer and Geek Dad. Wow. You didn't tell me you did this. And here, you're going to be jealous of this. I'm sorry that I'm telling I'm you I'm already jealous way. now. Yeah. He's also performed stand-up comedy and improv comedy in various venues throughout the United States. <laughs> Just for the record, I've legit done improv comedy. <laughs> It never mentioned that for me. If anything, out of all the things it's mentioned, I would have kind of 
lightly labeled me a comedian. This just blows my mind. Like nothing about that. I just love that we're both best known for this show, though. That's what's important. Yes, here. like even with all that. So I did have one more I wanted to read because it's so wildly inaccurate. But I did want to mention, I put in very specifically, what did Trevor Franklin of Retro Bliss think of Earthbound? And it was pretty accurate. Yeah. Like it made yeah, special mention of the fact that uh that I was emotionally moved, especially by the the sections about family. But I then asked, what did Retro Bliss think about Uncanny X-Men? Okay. So, you know, our infamous yeah. first episode. In their review of Uncanny X-Men, the Retro Bliss podcast host, Johnny and Trevor, had a somewhat mixed but generally positive opinion about the that's, game. That's already wrong. Which is bald face lie. They, <laughs> it gets better. They pray, they praise the game's <laughs> use of multiple X-Men characters with different abilities and play styles, <laughs> as well as challenging but fair level design. <laughs> oh, they, yeah. They also appreciated the game's music and sound effects, <laughs> which they felt added to the overall atmosphere. Oh man, this thing is just lying out out of its uh, its non realistic teeth. <laughs> However, they did criticize the game's somewhat repetitive enemy design and occasional glitches. <laughs> Overall, they seemed to enjoy playing Uncanny X Men and recommended nope. it to fans. No, we did both X Men and retro video games in general. We did no such thing. That is so much a just bald faced lie. Just lie after lie after yep. lie. But that's uh, been uh, Ask Rob the Robot. Thank you, Rob. Uh, this will be a recurring segment, and we're sorry ahead of time. <laughs> but I think we should take the taste of Rob the Robot and put it toward a more fun thing for the listeners. And that's, of course, everybody's favorite game show, Trevor. And that is the Quiz Quiz. All my questions are, of course, about Dracula. When I typed into Google search, how old is Dracula? What did Google say? Oh, gosh. Get within, what do you think's fair? Just do 10%. I'll do the right. math. Get within 10%, yeah. How old is Dracula? 1,800 years. 591. No, that's not 10%. Nope. All <laughs> right. <laughs> so, John, your first question. <clears throat> In the classic game Duck Hunt, what is the name of the dog who's always mocking you when you miss a shot? I used to know this. Is it Maynard? <laughs> It's Jeff Maynard. <laughs> His official name is the dog. Oh God! Uh, I thought he had a name though. Most people know him by the much less flattering name of that darn laughing dog. I feel like he had a name at some point though. I don't know. I could be wrong. All right, so we're both O for O. How do, what's that to do with Castlevania? <laughs> huh? That's a good question. Yeah. Huh? I wonder how you thought of these questions. All right, number two, Trevor. Dracula has appeared in the second most amount of media, meaning movies, 
TV, cart, whatever, you know, different yeah. types of media. What character has appeared in the most? Oh, wow. And I, do, and I do have a list here. Okay. Is it Sherlock Holmes? Hmm. Is it Merlin the Wizard? Is it King Arthur or Robin Hood? Which one of those has appeared in the most media? For me, Sherlock and Robin Hood both stand out. I'm just going to go Sherlock. Elementary, my dear Trevor, you are correct. It is right. Sherlock Holmes. Nice. nice. So right, I'm I, sure bet this... wanna, I bet this next question is going to be so related to what we just talked about. Yeah, I, I don't know what I was thinking there. This one, though, since I wrote these by hand, it'll be better. Uh, in the game Contra, what is the most effective strategy for defeating the bosses? Am I not even getting multiple choice here? What is nope. the most effective strategy? This is a humorous quiz that I just thought of. Oh, you're right. Yeah, these are all just made up by you offhand. And you just have me talk about Contra. Uh, defeating the bosses. I don't know. I usually get these will defeat me. Uh, the correct answer was up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. BA oh, the start. Konami code? Good gosh. Yeah. That was okay. the, the correct answer uh, that everybody knows. Yeah, that makes complete sense. All right, Trevor. Many actors have played Dracula. I'm going to give you a list of five. One of them has not played Dracula, and that's the one you're going to tell me. Okay? Okay. So out of this list of actors, who has not played Dracula? Nicolas Cage. Has. Gary Oldman. Uh, fuck he has. Luke Evans. Uh. Leslie Nielsen. Yep. Christian Bale. One of those has yeah. not played Dracula. So Gary Oldman or um or Luke Evans are the two I'm not sure about. I'm going to go Luke Evans. I hate to tell you, but he has played oh. Dracula. Nicholas Cage, of course, is playing Dracula in a movie that's currently out right yeah. now. Gary Oldman has, Luke Evans has, and we both know that the best Dracula movie of all time is Leslie Nielsen and Dracula Dead and Loving It. Yeah. So Christian Bell has not played. Oh, Dracula. Didn't he do the movie interview with a vampire? But he probably wasn't. He was probably in it. I've never seen that. I don't he probably know. wasn't Dracula. Also, to be fair, I didn't scroll down all the names of people who did, so he might be way down no. the list. And I just didn't see it. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> so I apologize. Those questions weren't about Castlevania, but here you go. I bet this one is. Um, in the Legend of Zelda, what is the name of the princess that Link is trying to rescue? In the original Legend of Zelda. What Zelda, right? I'll give you a point, but the factually correct answer is well, it's actually never explicitly stated in the game, so we're not really sure. We've heard rumors <laughs> that her name is Zelda, but who knows? Maybe she's just a really good imposter. By the way, if you're curious, this was Rob the Robot's quote unquote humorous bliss quiz for the podcast known as Retro Bliss. That was AI generated bliss quiz for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I just wanted to check back to make sure Christian Bell has not played Dracula. I was okay, double good. checking myself, so according to my Google search here, but uh, fans have wanted him to play Dracula. I think he'd be a great Dracula. I'd rather have that uh, improv comedian Trevor Franklin play, uh, play oh, Dracula yeah. myself. Sorry, I was waiting for you to do another question. I forgot you started. Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did have a bonus blitz quiz if you wanted it. I do. Let's do it. So that was a humorous blitz quiz that the AI generated for me. I wanted them to do a quote unquote very bad blitz quiz. 
<laughs> so this AI generated a very bad bliss quiz for retro bliss. And here, Which here's the question. Normally it's just our normal bliss quiz. Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh basically this is a this is a bliss quiz where nothing makes sense and everything is wrong. So if you get the answer right or if I like your answer, I'll give you a pity point. All right. What is the name of the main character in the classic game Pac-Man? Pac. They said Clyde. So this That's one of the This is the AI's attempt at humor. <laughs> they actually say it in quotation in parentheses, this answer is obviously wrong, as Clyde is one of the four ghosts who chase Pac-Man throughout the yeah, game. Which I said, by the way, so. Yes. Point for me. But this is wrong, Bliss Quiz. Yeah, but I told you why I was wrong. Is that not yeah, a point? There's a point, yeah. All right. So in wrong Bliss Quiz, what is the objective of the game Tetris? Okay, I gotta, I'm got. i trying to think like an AI. What would AI would think would be a humorous, bad answer for this? Hmm. Hmm. Um, it's a game where Mario is tossing pills and you gotta get rid of all the viruses. Well, you definitely get a point because the answer, what is the point of the game Tetris, is to help Mario save Princess Toadstool from the evil Bowser. <laughs> yep. I'm getting a sense of what it thinks humor is with video games. You just make you ask a question about one video game, but give a different video game answer. <laughs> this one's actually kind of funny because of the question itself, not the answer. In the game Donkey Kong, what is the, the name of the ape that Mario is trying to rescue? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cranky Kong. They said King Kong. Uh, I almost yeah. said that. Almost said you still got Kong right, so I'll give you a point there too. So, all right, great job. I, I don't think the AI is going to replace me completely in the Bliss Quiz, but uh, it generated these in like three seconds. <laughs> yeah, it took way less time than I took. Yes, I'm very jealous about that. <laughs> well, that's been your AI-generated episode of Retro Blissed. Trevor and I just have given up and we were letting AI take over. <laughs> oh man. What yeah, do we cover is... next time on the show? Do we know yet? I think we do. Well, it'll be a pocket one. That's right. Have we said which yet? I don't know. I if don't we think have. we have. All right. Well, follow us on our social media. Uh, Trevor does a good job on those. Uh, at hmm. uh, Retro Blist, we didn't do our fan feedback, but that's okay. Oh, uh, yeah. We did have some feedback. I can read it real quick. Yeah, do it real fast. Fan feedback. Sorry, ba, 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 ba. Um, so uh, uh well, when I said real quick, I meant what the deuce is what I meant. There we go. All right. So Gary Threat said, Oh, this is a hot take. He said, I don't speak of this game. Castlevania one, two, and for Game Boy. Sorry, Castlevania one, two, the Castlevanias for Game Boy, and then Bloodlines. So, he apparently likes this less than all those, which is a hot take. Gary Threat, defend yourself. Um, <laughs> or, just, or just being totally fine with your opinion, whichever. <laughs> yes. Andrew Lenz asked, is this episode because of all the blood talk last episode? <laughs> there was a lot of blood yeah. talk. Yeah, so if you missed the Mario Land 2, uh, there was a lot of blood talk. Douglas Delecki Jr. said, you guys are going to be super disappointed. It's a fantastic game, but not as good as Final Fantasy 3 or 6 for the SNES. <laughs> so uh, I said, well, nothing is as good if you're not a moron. That's um, right. 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jesse. Oh, I'm going to nail this last name. Jesse Olingen. Olingenak. Olingenkak. Kak. Oh, God. Oh, I'm trying. <laughs> Jesse. Be, Jesse. Just <laughs> this is a family podcast. Jesse. <laughs> All right. I can do this. O-L-E-J. N I C A K. You remember what I had you say Tony Kukoc's name and how you said it? <laughs> oh. you, just had, you just had a very similar moment, just so you know. I feel bad for this person's last name. A legend cock. A legend cack. A legend cack. There we go. Uh, I like three. Great soundtrack. <laughs> so uh, please. Uh, this, with your real name you just gave us just you try to read that guy's last name this is the most explicit episode we've had yes. in a while. well if you go to our uh instagram uh jerry terrifying blah, this is one of the best of the classic castlevanias i hope you guys enjoyed it you certainly did and that name uh, was yeah. easier to read. i can't i gotta look this up that can't be that guy's last name whatever you were saying <laughs> <laughs> it's on our Facebook. Jesse. Maybe he has pronunciation on his. So I'm going to do that creepy thing we've done before. And I'm actually going on his. um, Oh, Facebook page. Yeah. Facebook profile and seeing if he has. Okay. I'm going to Google the name. All right. I'm going to try my best to say it. By the way, the background, <laughs> this is super creepy. The background, his Facebook profile is absolutely amazing. I don't know if you clicked on it. It's like the four Ninja Turtles as Pac-Man eating pizza. It's fantastic. Okay, that rules. <laughs> Oledge, Oledge, Olegnakok, Olegnakok. I bet that's it. Or Olegnakak. Right, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna. How do you pronounce? <laughs> I'm glad we're ending this way. How do you pronounce Olegnakak? Okay. All right, here we go. I'm sure you can't hear my phone, but I'll. Oh, wow. I was way wrong. I, I don't even know what it just said. Elijah Jack. Olaney Jack. But that's not that's not spelled exactly the same way. So I still say I was right. Okay. I did just now find Olaney. Man. How do you spell it again? I'm going to type it into Google right. again. O L E J N I. C A K. Okay. <laughs> I just I just typed how do you spell and I spelled it. I meant to say how do you pronounce? How do you pronounce? Jesse, if you're if you're if you made it this far, first of all, we're sorry. Second of all, please let us know how to pronounce your last name. <laughs> all right, here we go. We uh, and we butcher so many words. I, I can't uh, what religion oh. I was Pretty far off. Oleginakak. 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 If you say it one more time, he appears. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's oh, thank you all. List. Uh, next time, we'll tr- also try to pronounce another listener's name. Yeah. I'll probably isolate them and make them not want to listen to us ever again. And embarrass them. And we couldn't blame them whatsoever. Nope. Not at all. Uh, but thank you for listening. If you made it this far, go check out our social medias. Check out our Patreon. Which we're actually about to go record something for now. <laughs> oh yeah, another top five list. That's right. So go enjoy that, please. We'd appreciate the support. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, go if you haven't done so. 
Give us a review on iTunes, especially if you're going to give us five stars. And especially if you love the Ninja Turtles. We would love, yes, we would love a new review. That would be awesome. Yeah, so please do that. Uh, thank you for all those who already have. It means a lot to us. For Trevor, I'm Johnny. Until next time, uh, remember, the stairs just aren't worth it. Thank <laughs> you.